Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome to The Wrap, brought to you by Michigan Medicine Headlines. I'm Dan Elman with the Department of Communication. And I'm Jen Williams, Dan's co-host for today's show. We're going to start 2022 off with UM Health President, Dr. David Miller. He'll be talking about the incredible commitment and determination shown by faculty and staff over the course of the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, before we bring Dr. Miller on, be sure you go back and get caught up on any episode of The Wrap you may have missed. You can find the shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcast hosting platform. New episodes are also published each week as part of the Headlines Week in Review and on the Michigan Medicine YouTube channel. All right, on that note, let's welcome Dr. David Miller, President of UM Health and Executive Vice Dean for Clinical Affairs. Dr. Miller, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Jen, and thank you, Daniel, for the opportunity to join you today. Now, I know you go rounding and meet with our frontline staff regularly. How are they holding up both physically and mentally as we reach almost two years of this pandemic? Thank you, Daniel. These are tough times. Our teams are exhausted and everyone is tired of the pandemic. What's remarkable to me as I walk through the hospitals and through our clinics is the way that our teams continue to come together every day to meet the needs of our patients and to support each other. I think it's incredibly important as a leader in the organization to be visible, to be listening, to understanding the concerns of our teams. And I say all the time, it's not that we can solve every problem in the moment, but listening, understanding concerns, and making adjustments whenever we can makes a big difference. For me, I do my best to listen. I offer support. I express my gratitude, which is really unlimited for the remarkable work of our teams. And as I mentioned, Whenever possible, if we can make adjustments in response to what our teams are seeing, hearing, and experiencing during these difficult times, it makes us a better organization, both for our teams and for our patients. Absolutely agree. Um, so what message do you have for our frontline workers as they continue to navigate the challenges um, from work and at home? Thank you, Jen. I think for all of us, this is, this is likely the most challenging time we've had personally and professionally, individually and collectively in our lifetime. And, and I, I don't know that I have a simple or easy answer to that question, but I think it starts with a recognition and a message of appreciation and gratitude. Gratitude for the commitment to our patients, for the commitment to each other, and for the contribution that every single member of our team is making every day. Whether it's providing direct care in our units or in our clinics, whether it's supporting our care teams and all the different ways that our team members do every day, every single one of us is making a remarkable contribution to our ability to move forward together through this pandemic. And that's across our entire mission. It's all of our staff and team members. It's our learners, it's our, our colleagues doing research. In each of these areas, the teamwork, the commitment, the creativity, the compassion, and the kindness is what's needed. And so messaging the importance of the work that every single member of our organization is doing every day is critically important. And expressing that gratitude in an intentional fashion is important. And I'll just say this, in many ways, this Omicron surge represents the toughest time that we've all experienced. And what I say every day is that we need to continue to come together every day to collaborate, to solve the problems and the challenges we're seeing in the moment. We're tested almost every day. At the same time we, sometime, we somehow have to have a shared sense of optimistic realism for the future, that we will get through this, that we will find a new equilibrium and move forward together. 
So none of these are easy and there's no simple or perfect answer. Often we face making what I call the least imperfect decision in a set of circumstances, but recognizing that with honest gratitude, humility, and a commitment to supporting each other is the pathway forward. Yeah, I think that's an incredible message for our employees. And I know that you and other members of the leadership team have spoken out in recent weeks about the need for vaccinations, masks, limited gatherings, et cetera. And really you're speaking out to the general public. And, and I wanna give you a chance now too, to, to you know share a message that you may have for anyone listening to this podcast who doesn't work for Michigan Medicine. What would you tell them? Thank you, Daniel. We are, we as a health system work and care for patients in the context of a broader community. And these are extraordinarily complex times for everyone. The disruption of our personal lives, our professional lives by the pandemic is substantive and sustained. We are going to do everything we can every minute to care for the patients who walk through our doors. And as I mentioned, every day our teams rise to that occasion. But we need help. We're not in this alone. And what's happening around us in the community impacts the health system. So what do we ask of members of our community? We ask that you, if you haven't done so already, please strongly consider and move forward with vaccination, whether it's the primary series or the booster. Continue our efforts at our best public health practices. We're all tired, but we need to continue focusing on masking, avoiding large indoor gatherings whenever possible, and being kind to one another and recognizing the importance of the efforts we take individually and collectively and what they mean for the health systems, what they need for patients who need care and what they mean for all of us as we continue to try to move forward through the pandemic. So while we as a health system will continue every day to meet the needs of our patients, we're asking for that support and partnership with others around us. I agree. Um, also, as you mentioned, you know, there's a lot of downtime while <laughs> our lives have been you know, interrupted um, with, you know, over the last two years. And so while people have a lot of downtime, there's a lot of technology, there's a lot of TV, um, there's also a lot of time to get misinformed. So when we know that one of the biggest dangers that we've seen in the last 20 months is misinformation. So what kind of toll does that really have on our faculty staff and our leadership to try to tackle the misinformation wave? Thank you, Jen. That's a great question and another complex issue. There's so much information on so many different issues in any given day that I'm buying and acting on the, the most reliable information is a significant challenge, but a significant responsibility as well, because misinformation can be very harmful. It can even be deadly in some circumstances, and we've seen and experienced this in our health systems and, and more broadly throughout the pandemic. For us at Michigan Medicine, we're an academic medical center. And our principles are based on acting in the context of the best available science and data. Our mission to advance health to serve Michigan and the world reflects that commitment to the best available evidence and using that to guide our clinical care, our education and our research. And we will continue to do that. The decisions we make will be based on the most credible, most timely available evidence related to COVID-19 and the other care that we deliver. Now, does evidence change over time? Yes. And do we have to be willing to adjust when it does? Yes. And do we have every answer in the moment? No. But our commitment to acting on the best available evidence and the best available science is unrelenting. 
And I will say that our infection prevention team, our occupational health services teams, our clinical teams have been extraordinarily diligent in evaluating, synthesizing, and sharing the most recently available data, the latest studies, and using this to provide the best possible information to help us navigate this pandemic at every moment over the last 21 months. I think that's a great point. I think the fact that sometimes guidelines or protocols are changing doesn't mean that the science isn't working. It means the opposite. It means that the science is working, right? And that we're constantly taking in information and researching that information and looking at it and processing it. And I think that's sort of one of the biggest takeaways that that I think everyone needs, um, you know, based on how things have changed over the last two plus years at this point. I agree, Daniel. And I think we need to be constantly assessing the best available information, carefully considering it, and willing to change course when we have new information. Yep, absolutely. Now let's change course a little bit from what we've been discussing. And, and you've been in your role as president of U of M Health for just over a year now. What is your biggest takeaway or lesson that you've learned in that time? Thank you, Daniel. Yes, it's been just over a year. And more than anything, what's been reinforced every day is the extraordinary commitment passion, expertise, and power of our team members. We talk about teamwork as a core value, and I will say that I've seen it in every corner of our organization and almost every day. What we can do together far exceeds our individual efforts, but when you put those individual efforts together in a strong team that trusts each other, that has a shared mission, that reflects how the work we do connects to our broader efforts as an organization, we've been able to solve many complex problems. And that's what's needed with where we find ourselves today in the context of yet another Omicron surge. So the teamwork is the foundation of our organization, a source of great pride and a source of great resiliency for our organization. I say every day that what we have right now is each other. And what we create together is a strong team that helps us weather these incredibly challenging times. I'd also say that I've learned a lot about our organization. I think in the course of a pandemic, we see certain circumstances where making decisions at an organizational level makes a lot of sense. But we also have to be aware that there's incredible knowledge and expertise in all the different individual units and areas of our organization. And some decisions are best handled locally by the teams that truly understand their environment and that work together every day to solve problems. And so that balance between what needs to happen at an institutional level and when that local knowledge and expertise is most important is something that I've been working on calibrating the best that I can over the last year and doing that in partnership with our teams across the organization. And that's been an important lesson learned for me over the course of the last year and one that I hope we can continue to apply moving forward. I think another really important lesson I've learned is the importance of humility. We're tested every day and we make mistakes and we will make mistakes in the future. More times than not, we'll get it right as we try to support our teams and our patients. But we have to have the humility and we have to be willing to listen. And we get, when we get new information, we have to be willing to adjust. Our team members ask that of us as leaders and we ex ask and expect that of each other. And that humility is incredibly important. We don't have all the answers in the moment. We have to listen, learn, and adjust. A few other things. I think we have to be quick to express gratitude. And in these challenging times, we have to be generous with our forgiveness. Mistakes are made almost always with the best intentions. And we have to recognize that and be willing to move forward together. 
We have to be willing to ask for and receive support. These are hard times. Our ability to continue caring for patients tests our resilience, it tests our wellness, and the willingness to ask for and receive support is very important. We have to be open to seeing that when our team members need it. And finally, I just ask that all of us, that we don't forget as hard as it is to recognize and embrace those moments when they occur, when we receive inspiration or joy from taking care of patients or taking care of each other. We have to let those, we have to identify those, we have to receive those, and we have to help them support and lift us through these challenging times. So the biggest lesson I've learned is that we have incredible teams. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be part of Michigan Medicine. I'm so grateful for the resilience and the courage that our teams show every day. And I ask for our continued partnership in addressing the challenges we see every day, learning from our work, and maintaining a realistic optimism that we will move through this together. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Miller, for sharing your perspective and your messages to our frontline staff who continue to do such amazing work. But your work here today is not done. Last year, we introduced a new feature called the lightning round, where we asked our guests four quick fire questions. So are you ready? I'm ready. All right, I got this. Now in headlines last week, we asked readers to share what they are planning to leave behind in 2021 in order to make 2022 a better year. So what would be in your so-called chuck it bucket? Well, I have to be honest, I'm working on my health a bit. And one of my big challenges is to try to transition from sugar drinks to something a bit healthier. So that's been hard for me for a lot of years, but I'm going to make it one of my main goals in 2022. Awesome. Along those same lines, what are you most looking forward to in the new year? One of the traditions we've developed during the pandemic is to have a bonfire in our backyard on Friday nights. And I'm not ready for that tradition to end. It's a great, great way to end the week, spend some time with my family and with our dog, Wilson, and I'm looking forward to continuing that even during the, the chilly temperatures over the next several months. That sounds absolutely amazing. All right, it's National Thank You Month. As you progress through your career journey, who deserves the most thanks for helping you reach where you are today? Wow, what a great question. I could spend a lot of time thinking the many people who I've been fortunate enough to receive mentorship or support or advice over the course of my career. But ultimately, I'd have to say my family, my parents, my spouse, my children, my siblings. I'm so grateful for their unyielding support over so many years. I'll be waiting for that bonfire invite in the spring, though, because Daniel knows I don't do the winter. So I, but I will definitely join you. in. Yeah. Jen hibernates during the winter. Yes. We will we will continue into the spring, Jen, and maybe even into the summer. So please, I'll go. bring some pie or something. <laughs> so finally, um, the pandemic has been exhausting for everyone in healthcare. What helps you recharge when you leave for work for the day? Yeah, so I think at work, what helps me recharge is spending time with our team members, walking the hallways, receiving feedback, expressing gratitude, and just seeing the incredible courage and teamwork that occurs across our organization every day. I think it's so important. When I get home, exercise is a big part. 20 or 30 minutes of exercise helps relax at the end of the day. And then a walk in the neighborhood with my spouse, Inga, and our dog, Wilson, gives us a chance to catch up. And finally, just hearing from our kids. How was their day? What are their opportunities and challenges and how can we help? Those are some of the ways that I've, I've been able to maintain the ability to recharge, reconnect, and prepare for the next day. That's incredible. Thank you so much, Dr. Miller, for sharing your insight today and for sharing some very important messages to all of our faculty and staff here at Michigan Medicine. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you for everything you do for our teams. And again, 
I just want to express the most sincere gratitude for all of our team members here at Michigan Medicine and what we are trying to accomplish together during these challenging times. Now, as we mentioned, it's National Thank You Month, and earlier this week in headlines, employees learned about a thank you gift that they can receive from the Michigan Medicine leadership team. You could check that out and much more at mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. All right, Daniel. So we asked Dr. Miller what he was most looking forward to in the new year. What about you? That's a great question. You know, I think at the beginning of 2021, my answer would have been, I'm just looking forward to a sense of normalcy, right? We had vaccines. We just sort of thought that the pandemic would sort of fade away. And now we've been going through surge after surge in these different waves. But at the same time, you know, because of vaccines and because of sort of mitigation techniques, by the end of 2021, we were starting to get a little bit more of a sense of normalcy, right? I was able to have Thanksgiving with my family and things like that. And, and we did so safely. Um, and so I think that just, you know, as the years go on at this point with the pandemic, that's what I'm most looking forward to is just being able to get back with people and, um, you know, have that face-to-face -face interaction, even if it's, you know, we're all in the same room, but spaced out and, and, you know, wearing masks or something like that, even if that's what we have to do, I think that, you know, the remote work has been draining and it's been great in some ways, but I, I think just, uh, a little bit more of a sense of normalcy as we progress through yet another year of COVID-19 is, is what I'm most looking forward to. How about you? Um, I think I love remote work, um, but <laughs> I think for me, um, it's more, um, it's more geared towards like personal growth and being able to make choices and decisions and routines that um, have a positive impact on my family, on my work life, on my, um, you know, outside of work um, projects. And so it's really about kind of turning inward. And um, I'd, I'd, I'd like to say like working from within, um, I think these last two years, we've had a lot of like external things that were just you know, just thrown at us and that we had to digest the best way that we can. And it's really just like, I just wanna like block all of the external and just really kind of focus in on myself and my family um, as the world continues to change, right? We have to adapt to what's actually happening um, from a wide, you know, range of things, right? Um, so that's that's what I was looking forward to is in, in a positive way, right? Um, yeah. Really just kind of making that transition um, and, you know, kind of seeing what's what 2022 is going to look like or 2023 because um, it's going to be different than 2019. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. The, we're never really going back to exactly the way it was right. prior to COVID. And I think in some ways that's that's good. Um, and we should sort of just embrace some of those changes and, 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 you know, just roll with the punches a little bit. I think that's great. That's all the time we have for this week. Dr. Miller, thank you so much for joining us today. And thanks, as always, to all of our listeners and viewers for everything you do for patients, families, and each other. Now, Daniel, we'll see you guys next week. And I may or may not be here. <laughs> have a great week. <laughs>